Your Story with Melinda Estabrooks, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. Listen for new episodes every Monday and subscribe to the podcast at faithstrongtoday.com. Our stories have the power to connect us, to inspire us, and give us courage. On Your Story with Melinda, your story matters. Women as leaders, that's the theme of our show here on Your Story with Melinda. And who better to talk about women as leaders than hanging out in the studio with these two incredible women, Sandy Reynolds and Karen Peterson. Sandy Reynolds has spent the last 20 years working in leadership development with some of Canada's largest organizations. She has also worked internationally in the Christian community. Sandy is a writer, a speaker, and coach. She's married and a mother of two children and grandmother of one adorable little girl. Mm -hmm. And she's also president of Field Collaborative. And beside her in studio, Karen Peterson. And Karen sees her life as a brilliant tapestry where each strand represents the countries she has lived and worked in, eight of them. University degrees, three of them in education, theology, and leadership. And she's had various careers as an ESL teacher, missionary, pastor, business owner, adult educator. Karen is the mother of two grown sons and a daughter-in-law. She's the wife of a pilgrim, a loyal friend, passionate communicator, and a lifelong learner. Karen is also the VP at Field Collaborative of Global Learning. Ladies, Yay. welcome to the show. Thanks, Melinda. Thank you. And as women as leaders, I want this to be one of those kind of shows. All right. Yay. Yeah. Powerful, strong. Yeah. As we talk about this on a more serious <laughs> note, uh, you know, from my own experience and what I've seen as women as leaders, mm-hmm. this is what I see, two sides. When I've had or seen or heard of a woman in leadership, you know, whether it's in, in corporate or it's in ministry, they're either very bossy and have to prove themselves, or on the flip side, they're emotional and they're too friendly with people and they're about relationship. Mm-hmm. And so what? how do you make sense of this? As a woman in leadership or, or, or a girl observing her boss who's a woman, how do you make sense of that? How do you navigate through that? And how do you become really like a good leader as a woman? Mm-hmm. So I think one of the reasons is that even in our early years, women don't have the same opportunities that men have in leadership. I did a ex- exercise with a group of men and women where we told our leadership stories. And I observed that the men's stories, even in their childhood, had a lot to do with teams and being captains on teams and working with um, collaboratively in sports and in other organizations. And a lot of the women didn't have those same experiences. So I think it goes right back to that. I think that may be changing. There's more uh, women involved at younger ages on sports teams. But I think for a lot of women, that's already missing in their their experience. I'm sure Karen has some other thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, when you were just introing there, it brought to mind a story, um, a personal story of mine. Um, When I was was attending seminary um, in Toronto and I went to a conference, and a woman was speaking there from the States, Roberta Hestonies. She was the president of a Christian university in the States. And um, uh, as she was speaking, she said, for a lot of young Christian women, um, when they're young, they're encouraged to be, um, you know, 
just like the boys, like in, you know, Bible drills, you know, you're, it's, it's girls against the boys and you're competing against the boys and the, and the girls usually win Bible drills, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or sword drills or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and then as they come up, you know, through youth group, they're encouraged to be in leadership and they're encouraged to teach. And th- this was my experience um, that she was explaining. And then suddenly you get to adulthood and women are not encouraged to be leaders. Um, and there's like this they're halted from pursuing leadership any further in, in the church. And then men are suddenly, the young young men, young men leaders are like, you know, brought up to the front of the church and prayed over and commissioned and all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't happen with women. Why is often. that, Karen? Why, what did she say? Why, what happened? And so what she was, for me, it was like she was telling my story. You know, hmm. so when I got into, as, as an adult, suddenly uh, all these guys around me were being continually pushed into leadership. And for me, there was um, a lot of people trying to hold me back. My parents were great. They they encouraged me. My grandmother was amazing. I had an amazing grandmother who really encouraged me to be a Christian leader. So out of that experience, also the other thing is that sometimes the Bible is thrown at us as Christian women to say, you know, don't be a leader because of these specific verses and, and stuff. So I had to do a really thorough study to understand what the Bible really was saying about women in leadership. And I was really amazed as I did that to find out how affirming the Bible really is mm-hmm. of women in leadership. And that's a great study study for anybody to do. Yeah, and just to go back to your question about the bossy thing, I think maybe what happens for women is because they aren't given those opportunities, we feel like we have to force ourselves into them mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, if we sit back, no one's inviting us into them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we, we um, in a way to balance that, may come off as being very bossy, but it's it's just our way to be heard. Yeah, I mean, in my experience, you know, as a young woman, you know, I would say it was a real fight to be heard. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm so thankful that my dad was always that advocate for me to say, honey, you know, you can do anything, we'll back you and support you. So I think that right. was key for me. Right, right. Yeah. But I mean, and also it was actually men, probably more so than women who actually helped me get into my roles of leadership and where yeah. I'm at today, yeah. which I, I'm always yeah. very strong on men being supportive of women. But yeah. I mean, it's I really had, important for, for men to step yeah, up. Yeah, I've had people women. where, you know, I stood up in church to speak and five men got up and, and left the sanctuary very yeah. openly. And I've had people say, you know, in a in a corporate setting, we don't know what to do with you as a young girl. Now, in a Christian corporate In a Christian setting. corporate setting, we don't know what yeah. to do with you. You yeah. know, you laugh too loud and you wear fur. You know, I mean, it was like, <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's an issue of leadership. We have a problem but you know and that and I think I'm hearing that more and more where women are being more honest about that struggle yeah you know what what would you say I mean I've got girls who are in senior roles and it's very lonely they say yeah there you know and and they don't know how to access it they don't know honestly who to trust and you know how to lead with all of this around and again maybe it's different in corporate versus in in a christian ministry i mean you would know sandy but you know what are your thoughts about that how do they do that well so i'm not sure that it's that different i yeah. i think that there's probably more overt stuff in christian organizations around women but mm-hmm. i think even within uh, corporate organizations that I've worked in. I've watched women just rise to a certain level in the organization. I think women put a lot of limitations on themselves. Mm -hmm. I think they feel a lot more pressures around family, around responsibilities that they have outside of work. And so they 
limit themselves because they can't be as immersed in their work as maybe their male counterparts are. I think that there needs to be more support for women in organizations, needs to be more recognition of work-life balance. And, and as you said, I think men play a big role in that, in in changing the way that those things are valued in organizations. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of the things we've also found is um, in leadership development, um, most leadership development programs or whatever are often male-oriented, written by men and, and very male-oriented. So a woman who wants to like pursue leadership development there's not as much out there that's specifically geared to her. Women, in my experience, I've seen that women lead um, differently than men. You mentioned at the beginning, Mel, that um, um, that sometimes women are either too bossy or they're too sensitive. Mm-hmm. And what I think is important in leadership is to have a balance, a male-female balance. I think organizations run by all women have their own weaknesses, um, just as organizations run by all men have weaknesses. Uh, I think God created us male and female for a reason, and I think in a, at a, whether it's a corporate or a Christian organizational level, it's best if we have balance because women bring certain strengths to leadership that balance the strengths that men have. Um, and one of those is that women do tend to be um, more communicative, more collaborative, um, uh, more consensus building, you know, that kind of thing. um, And I think women need to understand who they are as leaders and then the strengths that they bring to leadership and step into that. And we're going to hopefully get into that a little bit. That's really good. And I think that it's encouraging to see as the three of us are here where we've come from in our mm-hmm. own journey of leadership. And um, I'm encouraged by that. I think that that's going to be something that I'll, I'll blog and write about on Your Story with Melinda on Facebook a little later on. Sandy and Karen are going to help us and actually tell us, teach us, their top five tips for women in leadership. So if you're a woman and you're in leadership right now and you're struggling or you're a young woman, you're saying, you know, I want to get to that place in leadership – or you're, if you're a man who stands behind a woman in leadership. Thank you, Karen. If you are a man who stands behind a woman in leadership and, and can support women as many of our men and husbands and partners have done mm-hmm. for us, and they're here to give us women tips on leadership. So they're here with your top five tips for women in leadership. And I am dying to know these things because I want to learn. I want to learn from you. So, okay, let's do it. Drum roll and number one. So my number one tip is be who you are. So I was recently listening to a podcast for creative entrepreneurs on personal branding, and they described personal branding as the process of blending who you are with what you do. Mm. And I think for a lot of women, we struggle in that area. We become someone else's version of what we think a woman in leadership looks like and is supposed to act like and dress like and think like. And once you free yourself from that and really become who you are and find your own voice, you'll find your influence expands. Oh, mm-hmm. that's good. So be who you are. And that's true. Exactly. A lot of people like mimic or copy, and they're not that person and at all. What I find personally um, is that a lot of women leaders feel like they have to become like men. Mm. And they uh, can't yes. lead as women. They feel mm. like they have to lead like men. And so... Yeah, we just need to know who we are as women, know what our strengths are, and, and you know, live it. 
Yeah. That's it. good. That's As good. a woman. All right. That's actually really good. Go so women. be who you are, ladies. Yeah. Okay. Number okay. two. Hold on, drum roll. Okay, number two. <laughs> Tip number two. Okay, number two. Believe in who you are. Believe in yourself. Confidence, okay. I think, is the one of the largest hindrances, or lack of confidence, is the largest hindrance for a lot of women um, to move into leadership. They don't believe in themselves. And uh, I think there's lots of reasons for that societally and, and particularly um, in the church when they're not being um, allowed to flourish as a leader. But if you can... Um, Know yourself, like Sandy said, and believe in yourself. That'll go a long ways to helping you become a stronger leader. I think you need to understand what your passion is, what excites you. You need to understand the gifts that you've been given. You also need to understand what are the strengths of your personality, your specific personality, Mm -hmm. and your experience. Uh, When Sandy and I teach women, one one of our sort of objectives is to tap into the wisdom in the room and listen to the wisdom in the room. And that's become sort of a natural thing when we're with other women, just in general, but particularly with other women leaders, is find ways to tap into the the wisdom in the room and listen Mm -hmm. to other women and learn from them. Yeah, I find confidence is key. What would mm-hmm. you say is how do you build, I mean, I know it's this is a whole other show, but how do you <laughs> build confidence in in someone? I've actually seen where it's the confidence is the issue. Mm-hmm, they have huge. all the abilities and yeah. skills, but it's you it clearly can see that it's confidence. What would what would you say? How do you even start? So I'm going to segue that into my third tip okay. because all my right. third tip is get help. And I think everyone, all of us in any leadership role, needs to get some sort of support system in place. And I'm talking about help in the form of a coach, help in the form of a maybe a counselor, even a therapist, or spiritual direction. And I think when you work with people in that capacity, it really helps you sort out some of your own issues that can get in the way of you feeling like a confident person. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, I'm a little wary from leaders who aren't very reflective on their own Mm -hmm. journey and their own life and who haven't sought any kind of help in figuring out what their personal narrative is, what their their own storyline is that they're living into. So I I would say that's probably a barrier to confidence. So tip number three for me is that leadership is tough and you need to get help and get support and find some people to help you dig deeper into some of the challenges and confidence issues that you're facing. That's yep. good because a lot of people don't want to deal with that. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. even just take away from saying not even as a leader, everybody I think yeah. needs to have a moment of reflection of their life, right? Because yeah. I think that's a big that is a barrier, and I realize that probably with confidence there is something that's happened or something that somebody's perceived that's kept them back, a fear, exactly, so they can't move forward in confidence or something about themselves that somebody right. has it's a, been a lie over them, yeah. whether said by a parent or somebody when they were young that stayed on them, yeah. Yeah. and they're like, I can't do that. Right. And it's funny when you actually get there, and that's happened with me where I'm like, there's an issue, and it came back to something that was said when I was like six. Mm-hmm. I was like, that mm-hmm. cannot be. And they're like, actually, it does. It, it stays in your brain, and then you believe that as a truth, and it really yeah. isn't. And mm. as women, we tend to listen to more to the negative voices in our head 
than the positive. And mm-hmm. it, there's been a lot of research done on this that women go more to the negative voices and men often go more to the positive oh, voices in their heads. And so we need to acknowledge that as women and deal with it. And the best way is to have even a mentor. Mentorship is kind of a catch word, but it just means somebody who's going to you know, speak into your life and help you to deal with some of those mm-hmm. kinds, of, kinds of issues. And I just want to add, like, you know, it's great if you can get another woman as your mentor, but it doesn't have to be a woman. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whoever it is, like, Sandy, you have a spiritual director, and it's a man, and he's really, you've been meeting with him for how long? Uh, two or three years now. Yeah. 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 I would say, too, I mean, the combination with me, because I had, like, a counselor and therapist, and I mm-hmm. saw a spiritual director, but there's also that moment of reflection where I really had to go and do some praying. Yeah. Like, there were moments where I had to go and, like, have some talk with God about my own life, and it really helped. I know people go, well, yeah, pray, and I don't want it to sound so cliche. But you're way. you're a huge um, journaler. Both, yeah, both love, of you yeah, actually journal, journal a lot. Both I of you journal a lot. And that's also yeah. a good thing, too, because it kind of gets out your feelings from in here, in, yeah. inside. Yeah, Melinda's, Melinda's a really creative journaler. You should see <laughs> she uses all different colored pens. In, like, one journal entry, she'll have, like, all different colored pens to express yep. different emotions, and she always has her colored yeah. pens with It's always the unlined, so unlined journals. Unlined journal, and yeah. she does, like, different creative ways of journaling. So, And you pray that way, too. Like I do, I do pray that way. Pray, so. Okay, yeah. number four. Okay. Okay, number four. Hold on, drum roll. Okay. Four. And just as you need uh, people who will be investing in you, you need to invest in other people. As a woman... As a leader, you need to be very intentional about mentoring others and um, investing in them. And that, for me, that's been huge because I'm just going to go back to tell a little bit about this experience that Sandy and I had going to Cambodia. And it was, it was amazing. We went to Cambodia and we worked with these amazing women leaders. And we were so humbled to hear their stories. Like, these are women who have come out of absolute poverty and in a culture that absolutely squashes any element of women's leadership and, you know, the gifting of leadership in a woman. And yet they've risen up into leadership positions through just tenacity and a belief in themselves and different things. But hearing their stories was amazing. But we went there and invested in them. And we shared our story with them. We opened up to them and poured into them. And then in return, we got to hear their stories. And they've given us so much um, in return for what we've given to them. So it's a mutual kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. It's not an either or. But investing in others is really crucial to developing your leadership. Karen, what if people say, well, I don't have time to do that. Like, I'm busy at home. Um, I'm, you know, a, you know, corporate leader as well Mm -hmm. as a mom Mm -hmm. and how do I do that what would you say practically because I I absolutely agree I think you Mm -hmm. need to invest is it very you know I don't want to use the word like organic but just um, and easy because you have the friends or is it more of an intentional thing of finding I think definitely there is an intentionality um, that's necessary first of all just to acknowledge you need to look for those opportunities and be intentional about taking those opportunities I do believe if you're a mother at home you have a, like lots of little opportunities to invest in future leaders in investing in your kids or your grandkids or your nieces and nephews. I've, I, that's something that I've been able to do with nieces and nephews and um, younger sisters-in-law. And it, it's, it, it can happen at home. It doesn't have to happen in a formal situation, but you need to look for really good opportunities to do that. Um, 
But that also leads to tip number five. Oh, wait. Hold on. Number five. Hold on. Number five. (laughs) (laughs) Investing in others through. Okay. So tip number five is happy hour. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Or your version of happy hour. Your version of happy hour. Whatever that looks like to you. So for me, happy hour happens once a week. It's been going on for about eight years. There's probably a group of, I don't know, six women who are fairly regular and we and get broader, together. Like it, it, yes. it broadened out to about, I think the maximum we had was like, I don't know, 18 or yeah, something like Yeah, that. we've had quite a few yeah. show up some nights, but pretty consistently we have uh, a core group who come and we, you know, women are very relational and our happy hour is really about celebrating the good things that are going on in our life. So we had happy hour this week. We talked about somebody had just graduated with their MA in leadership. We had uh, another woman who just met a big deadline and, you know, we wanted to celebrate those successes and share those successes. But we also have some pretty deep discussions, you know. Yes, last night we had one and uh, one of the women said, you know, uh, in a year in a in a home church she was a part of, she said, we haven't had a conversation like this. Like, this was so helpful. She doesn't come very often, and we were really able to go deep in an issue she was facing. So mm-hmm. women are relational, and I think being intentional about having a group of women that you meet with regularly, that you can be transparent with, and really talk about your struggles and your victories and your challenges and laugh together, a big thing, cry together yeah, and just together really and do your your journey with mm-hmm. those people. It's really important. Yeah. I think Karen's going to add to that. Okay, because yeah. I was going to say in that there's women that have that and then I would say there's a lot of women that don't have that right. and they struggle with trying to find that trusted group of women maybe you can talk into that Karen because I think that's hard I I find that like on Facebook I'll write stuff and and I post pictures of things and I have women privately message me saying I wish I had that I don't know how to have that I don't know just who I can trust it it just grows organically and you have to be intentional and you have to go after it and do it so where do you find these women you also have to be committed to it like that's the thing that we've found with our happy hour group is that like we it's not convenient for me to go there on Thursdays but I make it a priority and I go because mm-hmm. it's really important. It feeds my soul in a way that, ver- that, that mm-hmm. there's nothing like that, really. So, you know, we – and Sandy moved away, too. It's a long ways for you to go. and So you have to be really yeah. intentional and would you about find, making but it happen. But where would you find these women? I so mean, it's natural I, that – I mean, a natural place. Where would you – Okay, so happy hour started for me with a woman that I didn't really know very well, and she was a financial planner, and finances are not my strength. So we were getting together, we got together, I wanted her to help me with some budgeting. And um, we, we met at a restaurant, and we had such a great conversation. I said to her, hey, could we do this again? She mm-hmm. was not a person that I would have, like, picked as someone in my tribe. So I think sometimes you just have to be mm-hmm. open to the yeah. people that are there. She's yeah, become good. one of my closest friends. Yeah. And uh, But I had known her for about 10 years and never really would have – I picked her as someone who I'd hang out with. Yeah. So I think you need to just be open to the people that are around you. Could be someone. And intentional. Yeah. Intentionality is huge. It really is. Um, And it it might not necessarily be a group of women. So it could be a small group from, you know, a small group from your church. You might call it home church. You might call it 
study group or whatever it is. You know, so the way I got to know you, Melinda, was because <laughs> we were in a small group together for like seven or eight years. That's and right. uh, it was it was a mixed group of men and women. Um, and we also, again, commitment and intentionality were huge in that group. But out of that group has also kind of morphed this group of, of women that we hang out with and um, that both of us are part of. And mm-hmm. I'm really fortunate because I have two. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. Yeah. Well, Sandy, Karen, thank you so much for being here on Your Story with Melinda. It has been a fun thank afternoon, mm-hmm. and um, we need to have you back again. I mean, really, you could just come back every month. We could have, ha- <laughs> we could have happy hour here, hang out, talk about great things. But thank yeah. you so much. And for more information for you listeners out there, uh, thefieldcollaborative.com has all the information about Karen and Sandy, about the services they provide, and their blogs on things from leadership development to all kinds of different things on leadership and you can call them up and and hire them to uh, (laughs) help you and your team in leadership development so thank you so much for being here thanks for having us thanks a lot Mel thanks so much well here's the thing on every show I always talk about the next chapter and what I've learned and pretty much I'm just going to reiterate what I just learned with uh, Sandy and Karen on the five tips uh, for women in leadership and here's some things too and I'll put this up on um, our Facebook uh, page but This is what I learned. Number one, be who you are. I think that's really key. Don't try to be somebody else. Be who you are and who God has created and made you to be. Number two, believe in who you are. Figure out about what's blocking you if you have some confidence issues. Um, Know the strengths of your own personality and, and tap into the wisdom of other women and men who are in in your circle and in your sphere. Believe in who you are. Number three, get help. If there are things that are blocking you and you need to work through those issues that you've had, find a coach, a good therapist, a spiritual director, and get the support that you need to be fully alive in the person that I believe God has created you to be. Number four, invest in other people. It's going to take some time. You're going to have to be intentional, but it's important that you mentor others and invest in them as you have also been invested in. It's one of those things as we look to the next generation, as we think about words like legacy, think about that as you journey in your life as a leader, invest in other people. And finally, number five, you need to have a happy hour. You need to have a time or a small group that you can trust and be vulnerable with, where there's an intentionality of meeting together regularly to share your life, to be a part of a group that cares for you, that loves you no matter what, where you can celebrate your exciting news of hitting deadlines, or you can just be and cry and know that you're accepted and loved. So those are the things, the top five tips of women in leadership. I hope those have helped you. And for more information about those and the Field Collaborative and the work of Sandy and Karen, you can go on Facebook at Your Story with Melinda. So until next week, have a great week. Continue the conversation, lead well, and look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Your Story with Melinda, an exclusive presentation of faithstrongtoday.com. Listen to past episodes by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes and join the conversation with Faith Strong Today on Facebook.